Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello! I've got some exciting news to share with you all at Retrition Plus, which, as many of you may know, is my evidence-based supplements company. We've relaunched, and there are four incredible products on offer. The Daily Vegan Multistill, a pregnancy multivitamin, and an adult's vitamin D daily spray. But here's another new one, the Kids Daily Vitamin D Drops. At Retrition Plus, of course, the approach I've always had is that it's rooted in science. It's not in fleeting trends. We will only ever partner in the fact that we want to achieve a healthier, more balanced you. We're equally passionate about the well-being of our planet. So for me, Retrition Plus is transparent. We are sustainable and responsible. You know, our approach to well-being is at the core of everything that we do. Our supplements are designed so you can live and breathe a healthy diet and balanced lifestyle. I developed this idea in lockdown I've had my children and that's where the passion I suppose really comes if you guys want to go and check out the range at Retrition Plus and our new products which I know are going to help so many people just head over to retritionplus.com and you can also check us out on social media at Retrition Plus hello welcome back to season 16 of Food for Thought. I can't actually believe it. I can't even believe we're on season 16. And I'm back in the studio here in London. It's fantastic. We've got the most incredible lineup of guests that are going to be bringing you the most fascinating conversations with nutrition, health and wellness fields. We've definitely gone above and beyond, guys, this time. I want to make sure that we have all the best information out there to equip you with the latest scientific evidence and research so you can, of course, live and breathe a healthy lifestyle supporting you to make informed decisions because after all you're the ones that make the decisions with your life a little bit about me for those of you that don't know i am rhiannon lambert a registered nutritionist sunday times best-selling author of the science of nutrition many other books there too the founder of harley street clinic retrition and the evidence-based supplements company retrition plus over the next few weeks my guests and i aim to use science-based research so we're going to sort fact from fiction there is an overwhelming amount of confusing health information out there so join us to dispel everything that remains misunderstood within the world of wellness and as always thank you so much gosh we couldn't do it without you wonderful listeners honestly the messages i receive the support the love it's incredible and i can't wait to hear what you think of the new season so let's go over our lives we encounter a complex relationship i think i think everyone does with food and nutrition and with the ever-present trends let's be honest they're never ending uh, misinformation in the media it is really challenging i think to discern what truly nourishes our bodies what we need and i think my journey in particular into the world of nutrition i mean it wasn't driven by the usual route. I used to be a soprano. And I think my desire when I learned and studied at university nutrition was to cut through the noise. I couldn't understand the world I'd found myself in. So offering evidence-based guidance to me just made sense in an industry that's rife with fads. So today, it's a bit bizarre, but I, Rhiannon Lambert, they want me to read out all my credentials here in this introduction. I'm cringing. I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm a registered nutritionist with a clinic and I own a supplements brand as well, Retrition Plus. I'm here to chat to you a little bit, I guess, about the journey I've embarked upon to become a nutritionist. And my incredible brand manager, Meg, is going to interview me. Hello, Meg. Hello, Re. And I think I will uh, sell her for you if oh, you haven't, gosh. if you aren't already aware. <laughs> She's one of the UK's leading nutritionists. I think, Ree, that actually speaks to why you are so loved is that you are so humble and you actually do care about people's well-being. I do. 
which yeah. is you know important so let's just hop in um yeah re why don't can you share what inspired your significant career shift uh you know you went from singing to nutrition yeah and you know what how did this change align with your vision for healthier living yeah, no, abs- absolutely. It's really bizarre being interviewed on your own podcast. I've only ever done it once before, a long time ago, and I just remember the feeling. Look, social media, let's just start with that, wasn't around when I um, studied nutrition. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of people today are very intrigued by the world of wellness online. For me, that wasn't my driving factor. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a very different kind of upbringing. You know, I just went to my local state school. I had a passion for singing. No one in my family could sing just me. It was very odd. I didn't have any musical parents or anything. And I won a competition when I was at school that actually my GCSE music teacher flagged to me at the time. And she's like, Ree, there's this competition with Classic FM. I think there are only three of us in the A-level music group because it just wasn't popular. Mm. It was a state school. We didn't have any funding for that sort of thing. Um, So I think you guys should enter. And I did. I uploaded Strauss's laughing song. Um, I sung it in English because obviously I hadn't had any training on how to sing it in another language at that time in my life. And amazingly, I won. So I got moved up to London very, very young. I actually left home at 16 um, when my parents, you know, everything was going on there with divorce and things when I was 14 and that had gone through. I moved up to London, not having a penny to my name, really just kind of my singing teacher actually at the time that I had won singing lessons with via the competition so there's nowhere I could have afforded this classic FM when I won this competition they uh, paid for my tuition with Mary Hammond who is the most incredible singing teacher so I'm I'm waffling to get to the point of nutrition here but I think it's really important because it shows the time of my life where I had no scientific background Mm. you know I, I was spending my time going into the Royal Academy of Music because I'd been given this incredible pass to study there from winning this competition. I was handing out CVs in Oxford Street because there was no, you just didn't really do that sort of thing online back then. I didn't know what to do. And I thought, right, Oxford Street, I can work out how to get there on the tube. I've got enough money because the record label that I'd signed to at the time, I was signed to create music and I worked with some amazing people. And people that wrote songs like Stuart Morley, Brian May, people like that was amazing. I sung with Alfie Bow, who has been on the podcast, bless him. But I just handed out CVs in Oxford Street. I didn't know what to do. I got two offers from Cara Millen, um, which I loved, and Accessorize, which is this, I don't know if anyone listening will know, um, it's kind of a branch of Monsoon and they do amazing jewellery. And I was thinking, oh gosh, which one do I work for? Which one? And I, I picked Cara Millen. And I spent several years working in retail along the side, trying to forge a career in music, um, trying to make ends meet. In fact, my first book, Renourished, the nutrition book, my savoury porridge was inspired by the fact that I didn't have any money and I used to eat porridge for dinner when I was, you know, in the in the music industry. I was signed, I was dropped, I was signed, I was dropped. I worked on a concert with Warner Brothers eventually with this amazing girl, Taysha. Um, she was like northern accent, brunette, gorgeous, incredible singer. She went to Sylvia Young's, this amazing um, performance, performing arts academy. And um, I came obviously from the South, blonde hair, and they kind of put us together and they called us jazz babes. And they were like, this is going to be a new concept. So I'd gone from doing classical crossover with Classic FM to making albums called Jazz Babes with producers. It, it was wild. But during that time... I think I was deeply unwell and it wasn't picked up on. There was no awareness back then. We're we're talking like well over a decade ago. I was much younger than I am now. And the music industry was all about how you looked. You know, I was being pitched to be the next Catherine Jenkins, who is the most beautiful operatic singer. She's ridiculously gorgeous. And the pressure I felt, the types of clothes you wore as a classical soprano um, were embroidered, made to fit. I... um, had monthly BMI checks and things. Um, it was really toxic, actually. But I obviously put a lot of that pressure on myself. Yeah. And I didn't know what an unhealthy relationship with food was. I didn't know. So to cut a long story short, it got to a point where I was on antidepressants. I went to the doctor asking for help. I said, look, I've got no energy. I don't feel happy. I'm really... I kind of knew something wasn't yeah. right. And instead of, I didn't know what it was. Um, But instead of helping me, he just put me on antidepressants when I clearly probably had disordered eating of some form that Mm. was never diagnosed. Um, Proceeded to get my own help. And then eventually I just had enough. I was in quite a few toxic relationships. One um, that I haven't discussed a lot. One was 
abusive, not good. I haven't discussed that on a podcast before. Um, but I think a lot of these things shape who you become. Oh, look, so that that gets, yeah, I've never actually shared that. But I think now I feel like I, I'm in a really strong position in my life. I can talk about it. But when you're in an abusive relationship, you're in the music industry, you've got no money to make ends meet, you're on fad diets, you're counting trying calories, survive. trying to survive. And I wanted to learn more. And I thought, right, all my friends are at uni having fun. I'm in this record industry that is so brutally cruel. It was cruel. And it's full of hopes and dreams. And I just wanted out. So I went to university, went to Roehampton Uni because I lived in Putney at the time. I was like, right, I want to stay near to Putney. I'd moved by this point like six, seven times in different flats in London, depending on what the rent was like and how long I could stay there. And I just thought, this is it. I'm going to create a new future for myself. They let me in because I had an A-level in psychology. Whereas today, you have to do a foundation science top mm. up to get onto it. I had no science to give you an idea. GCSE, I was all right. Chemistry, I was not great at yeah. all. So I was a big underdog on this nutrition course. And I remember crying on the phone to my dad. And I was there, like, I cannot compete against these 18-year-olds that are amazing at maths and are amazing at science. And yeah, there. I guess... I graduated from that uni to cut a very long story short with a first class degree in nutrition and health. And I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that I I was so enthralled with the learning process that it saved me. Mm. Nutrition literally saved me. It saved me from an industry that was destructive for me personally at the time. It taught me food is so much more than how you look, numbers. It taught me that I need it for performance, fuel. My singing got better. I got signed to a girl group and I performed all around the world when I was at university still. Passionata, we were called back then. We were four sopranos and I've sung in Oman, Singapore, Switzerland, top of a mountain in Switzerland for the royal family. I've done the most amazing, had the most amazing life. But at the time at uni, I had, you know, I was doing night shifts at the library mm. to make ends meet. I had four jobs when I was at uni. So yeah, cut a long story short, I think the vision... I've developed from nutrition because of that background. I think it's so important that people know that because I don't think a lot of people know that about me. Yeah. They'll look on these social media platforms. And, and they think they know you. Yeah, or I've got it all together. Believe me, I have. I know what it's like to be on a breadline. Mm. I have lived through my own demons. Um, and I was very young and impressionable. And it was, it was difficult. So yeah, university Meg saved me, to put it lightly it's quite an in-depth start to the podcast no but I think I mean there's so you know like there's so much we could jump off from there and I think you know that you kind of touch on like the challenges you face in the music industry regarding health and diet yeah but I think yeah I think so maybe we go to the next question because I think it's just as important uh your journey into nutrition started at a gym cafe yeah you know and again you've kind of touched on this but I think it's so much more you can speak about it because your wealth of knowledge you know what sparked your interest in the field and how did it lead to the creation of your own business I think a lot of people admire about you is your business ethic and your successful business you have built and you continue to build so I think yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a big question. It is, it's it's a good question. I think when I was at university, I said, you know, I had four jobs. I worked at the Royal Albert Hall for 10 years, just to let people know. I started off showing people to their seats. Then I worked in the box office. And I didn't actually ever want to leave that job because that was my security blanket. They mm -hmm. were my family in London, um, which I didn't have. So still to this day, I'm in touch with people there and I miss it dearly. Then I had a job at the university library doing the night shifts. Then I had the job at the weekend in Caramel and I then moved over to the Jaeger concession as well. Then I did the internships and work experiences for free because that's what you did back then. You worked for free of work experience. And then I got offered a job in my second year at uni through someone I'd met at a yoga studio in Parsons Green at a gym cafe called Transition Zone. To this day, Claire, I adore you if you ever watch this episode or listen to it. She believed in me. She said, right, you're going to run the cafe. I was like, what? You know, I had no experience. A, my numbers were never my strong point at uni. I hated statistics. I obviously worked really hard at uni to get mm. the first class degree in the end. But I, anyway, I was suddenly in charge of cash flow, suddenly in charge of how much produce I had to get the shop from Waitrose. So how much am I buying here versus how much are we charging for these items that I'm producing? I made things like kale porridge, like overnight oats. I put them in their little fridge. I made energy balls. I made all these different things. And that's when I started the Instagram. So there was never a business plan initially. Mm. It all quite organically fell into place. And during this time, I had more than four jobs. I had another job. I, 
I worked as an intern at the Food Doctor, which at the time was an established brand that had products like pita breads, mm. um, cool bean mixes. And they had a clinic on Harley Street, number 13 Harley Street. And I was like, right, I want to intern there. It took me, I think I hounded Alice McIntosh, who was the nutritionist there at the time, all year. I kept, I, I sent constant emails, constant cover letters, constant CVs. Eventually, she even said to me, you were so annoying, I gave you the job. And that's what <laughs> happened. I got this job once a week, I got £20 a day, and I would sit on their reception desk and I would listen. And this sounds awful, this is very unethical, I would not say, but I would, I would listen to what the clients would say to the nutritionist when they came out the clinic door. Mm. I couldn't obviously hear the clinic session, but... I just knew that I wanted to be in clinic. On the other side of that door. Yeah, I had to be on the other side of that door. So I had the cafe experience at this point in time, which I was doing every single weekend and started to become a full-time job because uni in your third year, you're only in like two days a week Mm. and I had to pay the bills. I still have student debt now for anyone listening, student debt sucks. But it was a necessity and I'm glad I took out those loans. But the job at the food doctor, Meg, now this is where things really started to happen to me. I made... I had a good relationship with Michael. If Michael's listening, so Michael, you were fantastic. He owned the company at the time. He and Ian Marber had split and sold things. And I said, Michael, I, when I graduate and I get my degree qualification, I promise you, I'll get a first. Will you hire me? And that's how it happened. He hired me, Amazing. said, you can join our team. And I learned so much being part of the nutritionist team there. That was my first, like nutrition consulted job. And then Claire took me on doing nutrition consultations at the gym. So I had kind of two private kind of clinic businesses going on I was still singing I hadn't quite given up on mm. the passionata we were touring still at this point and there was a lot going on but I got networking and I have to say to anyone wanting to start a business that the relationships that I have over the years from oh, incredible yeah yeah in this career oh it makes me emotional to think about it but I have such deep respect for the colleagues and peers that have helped me along the way that I have also worked with I got poached from the food doctor to work at the top of Harley Street. So by this point, I started at number 13. I moved up to 127, which was a GP clinic. And they wanted an evidence-based nutritionist like myself because I chose a degree that's accredited by the Association for Nutrition. So for anyone listening, there's a big difference between nutritional courses you do online and actually having a three-year degree. And I went on to do a master's whilst I was working, by the way. So I was doing my master's Mm. degree while all this was happening as well. And they didn't mind that. They were happy. I had the undergrad. You know, I'd done my pathophysiology and cardiovascular models, immunology, all the things you need to be a nutritionist, um, which that's why it's so important to have a degree that's accredited by either BDA or AFM. Anyway, they took me on and I got to advise patients with type 2 diabetes. I got to work alongside closely to the doctors, especially with their patients with obesity. I got to go on their work. Um, for me, it was amazing on their kind of, you know, work dues. We went up to Scotland once and we did, had CPR training and we had this kind of bonding with the doctors. So all of this experience was leading me to think, OK, I like being a nutritionist and mm. I think I want to do something forever with giving one to one advice. I love yeah. people. I was never, you know, going to work in industry. I did apply for those internships yeah. with Nestle and these big companies. because That's all there was. So I, what was it that happened? Someone, I went on holiday for a week with my now husband and this other dietitian that you will all know, I cannot say the name, went to the clinic I was working at at 127 and offered herself up for my job when I was away. I will never forget this. This is a very renowned dietitian you will all know now. And it was quite, it was so sneaky and I thought, that's it. I can't do this anymore. I can't also commit to these rented rooms every week. My health, I was like, I need to create my own thing. So I just went knocking on all the doors on Harley Street one day, like I'd kind of done with the CVs, mm. looking for a room. I found number 10. I committed to the smallest amount you can commit to. Took quite a few clients with me and word of mouth kind of spreads. I was doing a lot of events back then, talking. Yeah. I would do events for free everywhere. I would host things. I didn't care. I made friends with the owner of a cafe called Lab Organic in Covent Garden. They let me do a talk on sugar there. And it was this networking that enabled me to create my private practice and employ my first ever employee, Sophie Bertrand, who's now got her own business as well online. And I picked her because she hounded me. <laughs> so I, I guess that's how the business started. Yeah, It was just a clinic. I didn't have, you know, and also I was on Twitter with this Instagram account that had 7,000 followers at the time. And that's where my publisher turned up into my life. And my first book was born because Lauren, um, 
yeah, came with, oh, I can't remember her name, another girl that was in the publishing time. She was so nice. And they both came and I was thinking, this is odd. Why do you both want to see me for a clinic mm. session? There's two of you. And they offered me a book deal. They put a load of books on the table. Ella's was one of them, who, by the way, deliciously Ella, Ella Mills supported me throughout my first book process. She'd already had books. She reached mm. out. She let me have a sit down with her. She talked to me about how so it worked. Lovely. I got offered a book. We were only 7,000 followers on Instagram. And that that's how it all started yeah. for me. And I think it helped that I had a niche. I also should add, studying helps. Mm. So I went to then, when I got offered the book, I was also finishing up a course on the psychological interventions to disordered eating. And I became a master practitioner in this area because I'd noticed in clinic a huge gap. There were clinicians that did not know how to speak to clients. Mm. I'd not had any training in how to speak to a client, how to address someone that may have in-depth, um, poor relationships yeah. with food. So that training enabled me to really connect and I think help the clinic grow. I mean, wow. <laughs> like, I also have to say, and you know, this word often is seen negatively, but one thing Rhiannon is, and I know her personally and professionally, is relentless. And I think you are relentless in your pursuit to help people. You're relentless yeah. in your work ethic. You are... Yeah, as I said, it's often a negative word, but with you, it's positive. You just, you don't stop and yeah. you know you can do more. You know people can do better and you are. And it's something very admirable. So I think let's go to the next question because I think everyone kind of wants to know this, you know. What motivated you to establish Retrition Plus? You know, what gap did you see in the market and why was it crucial to address it? Oh, Retrition Plus was born um, in, well, in 2020, the concept. I mean... I told myself, Meg, I was I was never going to do a mm. supplements company. I was so anti-supplements companies because of what I'd seen working in the clinics I'd mm. worked in, having my own. I had clients coming to me every week with long lists of things they were taking. I was like, you don't need this. You don't need that. All you need is the same like four or five supplements exactly. that everyone should be taking. And then COVID hit and I was pregnant. And then I had Zaki um, during the first wave. And I experienced PTSD. I didn't know it at the time until 16 months later, but a lot was happening to mm. me. And I was looking at supplements and thinking, right, I need to get vitamin D for my child. And I was looking at things and like, what is going on with this industry? Even more so, I always knew of my clients which ones to recommend that were slightly better than the others, but it was always what's the lesser of the two evils. Yeah. There are some good high quality options out there, but I was shocked at the children's ones and the sugar they were putting in, the palm oil in some of them, some of them are just the quality of ingredient. They weren't recyclable. They weren't thinking of the environment. They weren't getting the correct dose. And I kind of sat down with my husband. You know, I had a newborn. I think I was probably breastfeeding. I sat there with a baby on me just going, look, I think let's use this time wisely in COVID because the clinic had doubled Meg at this point mm. in time people were desperate for help and I had to hire another four members of staff for the clinic during COVID and we all had switched from Harley Street to remote because it was all online mm. and it was a strange time but that's how Retrition Plus was born it was born because I thought there is no supplements company out there that only offer you evidence-based supplements with what you actually need they all do additional things because mm. they're money makers and I was like, what if I can create a company, obviously that has to profit, but that is sustainably sourced, high quality in the UK, recyclable, and only a range of four or five supplements that people may actually, it may actually help them, not just something they're going to pee mm. out in their urine. That's how Retrition Plus was born. Yeah, it's scary how, you know, the more time we spend looking at what is out there, the more overwhelming it is, stressful, and it just... You know, the more you research, the more you feel you need to take, which is not true because no. everything just gets highlighted. I, I mean, think, just yeah. to add in as well, for anyone interested in the business side, I started by calling them Renourish Supplements. I haven't shared this. Renourish was the name I wanted because it was the name of my first book. Yeah. But another company had called themselves Renourish off the back of my book, was using marketing tools on Google to Google my name and their product would turn up. So I was having major problems. And this company had so much money in investment, whereas I was building something with only my savings from mm. nutrition that I had worked so hard for over the years. This company proceeded to notice that I I tried to create a supplement kind of trademark. Mm. There's so much legalities you have to go through when you start a business. And they started sending me letters threatening to take me to court. I was spending the money I'd worked so hard on having to draft the letter back to say, look, 
my name renourished was out first. I have the rights mm. to this. You can see from my book. But at the end of the day, I also, I'd produced the product by this point. I had tons of supplements called Renourish with labels of Renourish. Mm. And this brand were going to sue me. And even though I was in the right, that's not how it works. And yeah. as you, Meg's got a law background, mm -hmm. she understands what it's like. I couldn't afford to proceed and take this. So, you know, small businesses have a lot of stress and trials yeah, behind the scenes. I even called the owner of this other company personally to think, look, I really want to speak to you about why this is so important to me. She didn't care. Um, so I had to rebrand. And actually, I'm really happy that happened. Not financially, the money it cost mm -hmm. me with those letters. It could have gone on the supplements. But we thought, you know what? It is retrition plus mm -hmm. more. So it was retrition plus. No, I think it's brilliant. I mean, I think it just goes to show as well, again, people see you on social media and assume one thing and don't actually know, you know, how hard you work behind the scenes. And I think that, you know, we always say that you have such a strong food first philosophy. We want to partner with your plates. So why did you choose the four specific supplements that we have? Oh, yeah. Food first. We know this. Um, Meg will be have it drilled in mm. since she started, but she knew that's why I hired Meg. Meg wanted to, she believes in us. Um, I think... Also, at the time this was coming out, I was writing The Science of Nutrition mm. and I had a newborn. It was hectic. And the reason it's food first is because the way supplements work in the body is that they're more likely to be bioavailable or absorbed when you consume them within food. You know, we've, we've got tons of research and data. And in fact, it's dangerous to take too many supplements. You're mm. increasing your risk of developing cancer if you take a long list of supplements. People don't know that. It, they should. So the only ones they need a vitamin D, which is why we have a vitamin D spray for adults. And more recently, oh my goodness, our new kids vitamin D, which was voted number one. I know, so exciting. Oh, on the market. And it's the most affordable. I know, it really is. It's. I mean, we're now going to sound very salesy, but I know, it's, honestly, I know. it's so great. It is, it's very nice to work for a company where you actually also believe in the product and you're not just, you know, selling magic beans to someone. Oh God, no. You actually... I mean, what people need to realise is I have my reputation online. I would lose my title as a registered nutritionist and health professional I've worked so hard for if I did something unethical. You know, code of conduct guidelines are so important to me. But the kids' vitamin D is just olive oil and vitamin D, which is what it should be. It's the most researched, it's extra virgin olive oil, the most researched olive oil on the market with health benefits, um, no additional sugars. That's what children need. The adult one, we use a peppermint flavour and we chose the sweetener xylitol because it's beneficial for dental health. And if you're spraying something in your mouth, you might as well use the sweetener that's beneficial for your teeth. Brands do not do that because they cut costs. Mm. And then they charge more money for their supplements than we do. <laughs> I find the supplement industry in my fault. Anyway, we have vitamin D. Um, and then we've got a pregnancy multi, which is my next baby, because I suffered in pregnancy massively with nausea both ways, the entire way through. Anyone that followed my journey will know I found it really difficult, which is why originally I developed folic acid sprays. Um, but sadly, a lot of people just said, look, we don't just want folic acid, we want the multi. So mm. I thought, right, we need a capsule that doesn't have an odour, doesn't give you that regurgitation vibe, which that's because of the formulations and the extra things people put in. And is easy to swallow and it's smaller and it's softer, hence the Pregni Multi. Now, Meg, what is amazing about our Pregni Multi is that we looked at with one of the leading dietitians in the UK who specialised in fertility. I worked with her and she's she is fantastic. She's brilliant. She worked in our clinic for ages and we went through every single Pregni supplement, everyone. And we looked at all the ingredients that went in. We're like, right. One of them had like five milligrams of choline, which does nothing. So a lot of them put ingredients in. So you, it looks like a long list, mm. but those ingredients do not work in the body in the formulation they've selected. It's like a tick list. So it's really deceptive. Whereas what I've done and um, we worked together was to create the key ingredients with the exact amount you need to make them work. So we had the pregnant multi. The vegan multivitamin is the smallest capsule on the market because hallelujah, with not as many nutrients to fit into a capsule, yeah. you can create a smaller one. And that, that's that's our range. It's a, like that is it. And I'm really proud of them because if you're plant based, you need a vegan multivitamin or vegan. You have there there is a need for that. It's shown in countless research to help, especially because it contains B12, iodine, mm. selenium, iron. You're looking at your pregnant multi pregnancy. You have to have your folic acid and everything mm. else, and then vitamin D. That's all I wanted. 
That's it. Everything you need, nothing you don't. Yeah, you've got it. That's just it. <laughs> um, okay, next question, which I think is such a great one and something I know you're so passionate about. How have you ensured that Retrition Plus stands out with its clear research-based approach in a market that's so filled with pseudoscience? Oh, I know. I, I mean, when people ask me about business, and um, I have to be honest and say, when I started, even when I go back to those clinic days I explained earlier about standing out, I didn't have a five-year plan, which is your typical thing people say to do when you have a business um, because things just happen so organically and so quickly. I'm a big believer in manifestation as well. So to help Retrition Plus stand out, I thought it's going to stand out because it's the only one that you can trust. I mean, of course, there are other high quality options out there. Mm. I have to just say that professionally. I cannot in a way have a bias. But what I can say about Retrition Plus fairly is that it's transparent. And I think that's what stands out. Mm. Um, Be wary, red flags are humongous ranges of supplements, of created magical formulas for different reasons, like, oh, this take this for your period cramps. This supplement's gonna magically get rid of, I don't know, muscle aches. You know, you've gotta really, really be careful with what you're looking at on the market. And I think what makes Retrition Plus stand out um, is the simplicity mm. of it's just the plus our logo the colors are beautiful um the team have worked so hard to create this beautiful palette of colors and to make it me which is to the point vibrant clear concise there's no hidden agenda yeah yeah so looking ahead, okay. what are your plans for Attrition Plus? How do you see it evolving? Oh gosh, see this is just it. It's hard because the clinic is also obviously at the forefront of my mind as well. So Retrition, there's several arches. Obviously this podcast I love doing. You know, we've had nearly 8 million listens now, which is amazing if you think about it. So many, so many people listen to this podcast, which I'm chuffed about. With Retrition Plus, I do have a plan Um but it comes down to cost. Obviously, I'd love our company um, to be B Corp as well. You know, there's lots of goals and ambitions. Mm. For people that don't know, it's actually quite financially expensive to get to that point. And this is all my own investment at the moment that's gone into Retrition Plus. Our plan is to reach more people to go global because we're just in the UK because ethically, you know, we use British algae. I'm looking at air miles versus cost of postage. I'm trying to make this a sustainable supplement company, which is really important to me so the plan is for it to become a household name would be fantastic that people could actually trust i suppose that's the um the goal but like i said with everything else going on it's there's a lot of ambition you know the clinic um i'd love to have multiple clinics around the country so people that want to see someone up north or in in the uk in general over in ireland you know i want it to be expand basically amazing i think a lot of people would love that yeah, well, um, I hope so. We've got an amazing team in the do. clinic. Oh. We have an incredible team. Yeah. I think when I arrived here, um, well, actually from South Africa, but also just arrived working for you, I was blown away by just the incredible powerhouse woman you have They're working amazing. with you. It's It really is such an inspiring group of people mm. to work with. Um, they are. They're amazing. I mean, we've got psychologists in-house, um, dietitians and registered nutritionists that work so we're able to offer so many areas. You know, we're exactly. able to offer eating disorder support with a psychologist and a dietitian. Yeah. Gut health, we can offer fertility, childhood nutrition. We've got the most amazing expert there. You know, there's so much sports, sports, nutrition, great. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Hello, I've got some exciting news to share with you all at Retrition Plus, which, as many of you may know, is my evidence-based supplements company. We've relaunched and there are four incredible products on offer. The Daily Vegan Multistill, a pregnancy multivitamin and an adult's vitamin D daily spray. But here's another new one, the Kids Daily Vitamin D Drops. At Retrition Plus, of course, the approach I've always had is that it's rooted in science. It's not in fleeting trends. We will only ever partner in the fact that we want to achieve a healthier, more balanced you. We're equally passionate about the well-being of our planet. So for me, Retrition Plus is transparent. We are sustainable and responsible. You know, our approach to well-being is at the core of everything that we do. Our supplements are designed so you can live and breathe a healthy diet and balanced lifestyle. I developed this idea in lockdown I've had my children and that's where the passion I suppose really comes 
if you guys want to go and check out the range at Retrition Plus and our new products, which I know are going to help so many people, just head over to retritionplus.com and you can also check us out on social media at Retrition Plus. Okay, I think this is a question that I think a lot of people want to know. Um, managing life, family life with a thriving business is no small feat. How do you balance these responsibilities while maintaining your own health and well-being? I think that's you know something a lot of people want to know. You know, how does she have it all? Which is obviously I don't, I don't. Um, I, I think um, something that struck me when I had Zaki, my first born in 2020, I've got two boys, a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and there was this phrase you can't you either have a social life a work life or time as a mother and for me out of those three things one thing always has to go for somebody they either get maternity leave for a year so their work goes obviously self-employed I don't get any of that I didn't get any of that I had to work all the way through so that wasn't going um I mum being a mum to me as you guys know is first it is as much as Retrition is my baby and Retrition Plus, and I hope that doesn't come across in a bad way for anyone that loves Retrition, because I obviously love Retrition. It is another child to me in a way, but my children will always be my top priority. So my social life went. And I think um, it's a really hard balance. What you have to do is diarize everything if you own a business to the point where you guys know as a team, my team know Tuesday mornings I spend with my eldest, Fridays I'm off with my youngest because they're my two days a week that I'm very fortunate because I have you guys that I'm able to do Mm. that but it does mean I work into the night I'm on my phone or my laptop late I know because I mentioned it to you both that perhaps I do need to take a bit more time out coming up on the odd day which I will do because it's very good for me I have therapy to support my own thoughts and things that I have to deal with so I don't have it all to answer that question the balance is never perfect um, for someone that owns a business that they're passionate about but also has children that they need their mom and you know I hate leaving them I really do obviously it's a break I love it when I am away I'm like oh work to me is a break and that I think speaks volumes anyone that is a mother out there listening I think you will understand or a parent you know how hard it is so I don't I'm afraid I don't have any tips for it because I think you have to kind of navigate it yourself for me it's been strict with my diary and saying I have to be off at this time I think that's a really good answer I think it's an honest answer yeah I think you know people are always so quick to give out advice and I think that's the same as a supplement world they you know do this do that you know without actually all that backing and I think you've been very good at saying this is what works for me um you know, sometimes some days it's hard, some yeah. days it's not. And at the end of the day, you put them first. And that's, I remember saying to you, one of the first conversations we had, like, I think that's one of the things I most admire about you is mm. that you show up as a mom every day. Yeah, I never miss bedtime. And if I miss bedtime, it's rare. And it's because I have booked something social in yeah. the calendar or it's a work event. You know, I really, I just want to be there. Even in the day, like when little Theo goes down for his nap, I say, look, guys, I'll be on the call at quarter past two, not two, because he wakes up at two and I want to give him a cuddle and say hello before he goes out and has fun. Um, But also, just for everyone listening, full transparency, I have nursery for my eldest. My youngest has a nanny a few days a week because I could not afford to run a business Mm. without childcare. And he will be going to nursery, obviously, my younger soon. And it's, um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough balance. It's it's a lot of financial outs, is all I'll say as a parent. But I think you get there when they're both in school. (laughs) Okay, let's take some questions from followers. Okay. Um, Rachel asks, can I take vitamin D and a multivitamin on the same day? Right, um, Rachel, very good question. It's really hard to offer bespoke advice, obviously, just to caveat, because I don't know what your diet's like, but I would say check your multivitamin. I don't know what you're taking here. Does it already have vitamin D in it? Mm. You don't want a double dose. So vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin, um, which means that too much is also equally dangerous, which is why we stick at Retrition Plus to the 10 micrograms to the Public Health England recommendation for dose. You'll see a lot of really high doses which you only need if you have a deficiency if you are not deficient in vitamin d just take the amount that's recommended um little word there yeah you probably can take it but check it doesn't have vitamin d in it already because it yeah it's not water soluble you're not going to excrete it in urine it will build up over time if you take too much i think yeah that's a very good answer i think you know I think something you said before as well is when in doubt, don't assume you're vitamin D deficient. That's yeah, actually something no. you need to be diagnosed with. Yeah, you need to go to a GP and get a blood test. They can measure that. I mean, 
the amount of times people supplement because they've seen someone else supplementing. Or they assume they're deficient. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, not good. Um, yeah, I think that goes back to what you've always said about the food first. You know, yeah. if you're eating a balanced diet, you probably aren't deficient in mm. all of those vitamins well yes and of course vitamin d that's why we have it as a product is the exception because it only really comes from sunlight you can't rely on so the forms that come in food especially if it's plant-based sources are d2 not d3 that you get from sunlight and the synthesis occurs under the skin but of course um you cannot rely on fortified foods alone and the odd bit of animal produce to give you the amount of d3 you need with d3 by the way in, in clinical trials has been shown to be more effective with vitamin d synthesis so that's why we put british algae which contains d3 because the fish eat the algae and that's how people think they're getting vitamin d when they eat fish but actually it's the algae that the fish have eaten it's just more bioavailable when you eat it in food so that's why we do algae supplements because you're getting mm. it straight from the source yeah, but I think that's important because a lot of we often speak about foods that say that they've got added vitamin D in it. Yeah. And, you know, people, unless you understand the intricacies of like how your body digests food and all of that, you probably, it's not going to actually do anything for no. you. No, exactly. And um, we've had so many lovely messages from people on Retrition Plus saying, I've started taking, I've noticed such a difference because vitamin D is involved in so many areas in our body. Your you know? happiness. Yep, happiness. It supports our immune system. And that's really crucial as well. And mm. I think it's so underestimated. Um, and in fact, fun fact, when I was at university, vitamin D guidelines weren't in. Um, so it, it's fairly recent in a way in the scientific world and literature that we have the data that says the government say you should be taking it. Mm. So it's still fairly new in scientific communities. So I think this is a question that a lot of people um, would have, you know, and I think it's obviously conception and trying to conceive is such a personal and unique thing. And But uh, Zander asks, I'm trying to conceive, should I take folic acid? Mm, um, yeah, basically... Um, Zanda, you're in a situation I think a lot of our listeners might might be in at the moment. You ideally, if you're aware of it, because a lot of people get pregnant and don't realise, mm. but folic acid is really important three months prior to conception, if you can, because it takes that time to build up the stores. Um, and that helps obviously prevent neural tube defects, things like spina bifida, different conditions. And ideally, you want it in the form of folic acid because the only gold standard clinical trials we have are using folic acid, which is the synthetic form of folate. You will see some supplements use an alternative option, but the data is still not concrete. Like it's emerging that it might mm. be a bioavailable. Another fun fact for the business, I created a load of methylfolate before I went to folic acid um, because I thought naively that the literature was stronger than it was dove into it, wasted a load of money on that and reformulated my entire supplement range to contain the synthetic form. And you'll notice in a lot of rival supplement companies or companies out there, they use the methylfolate rather than folic acid, even though there's no gold standard. Mm. I had to be honest with myself and be like, look, the clinical trial says folic acid prevents. Yeah. We don't have that trial yet or the strong enough data mm. for the other. Yeah, that's a bit of a waffle. Did I answer that question, Xander? I hope so. I think you did. And Good. yeah, our pregnant multi is recommended to be taken when yep. you are trying to conceive. So, mm -hmm. um, okay, next question. Uh, what do I do if I skip a day of vitamin D? Should I take double the next? No, no, just keep going as normal. You'll be, I mean, one day, one day is totally fine. It's so interesting because it's the same with pregnancy mm. multis. Um, please don't do that. You don't need to take double the dose. It's about the um, accumulation over time of your vitamin D and it takes a bit of time in the body anyway. So yeah, don't worry about that. It's like if you miss a contraceptive pill, if anyone out there's on the contraceptive pill, they say don't double dose it, just keep going as normal. Yeah, I think that's the problem is everyone then just thinks they're just going to keep taking it, but that's too much for your body in one day. Yeah. So, ooh, Bex is interested in knowing a question that I think you're very passionate about. What's the one piece of nutrition nonsense you see most often that you wish you could dispel? Mm. I think there's a lot you see often, but what's your bugbear at the moment? Collagen. Mm. I have to say it's collagen. Um, and having interviewed leading experts in the scientific community on it, the general consensus is we have no data for ageing. People are picking this one study on a small percentage of people um, I have a lot of personal bugbears with it, obviously because, um, you know, it's it's consuming animal produce that's ground down in a way to give this collagen. And some people say there's a vegan version. There's not. It doesn't contain the collagen that you think it does. It, it does come from animal produce, the data that we have that backs up collagen for joint health. Mm. 
the beauty industry's gone mad they for have. it. America's gone mad for its celebrities. I mean, if you've got the money, I guess there's no harm to you taking it, but there's no guarantee that it's going to deliver the results that are promised. Yeah, I think collagen is just such a big one and people often ask you about it and you just... And like, green powder. Yeah. So I have to get green powder in there. I'm fed up with seeing bags that cost £100 that people are buying instead of just adding a bit of an apple a day or some brown rice to their diet, which mm. would have way more of an impact than this green powder. It drives me crazy. <laughs> let's. So on that note, let's dive into our fact or fiction. Yeah. Okay, so... For those new listeners, it's where we say a sentence and we will say if it's fact or fiction. So number one, it's illegal for companies to make claims that supplements will treat, diagnose, prevent or cure diseases. Fact. But also to add to that, the claims you can make online differ from the claims that people make on shop shelves. There's a lot of nuance. So what I'm going to say is that's a red flag if a company is saying that a supplement can cure something. Everyone should take a vitamin D supplement daily. Correct, in the autumn to spring months of the year. But some people, depending on their background, ethnicity, colour of their skin, may need it all year round. This is a personal one I think people would desperate to know. You eat clean all the time. Fiction. Absolutely not. Um, Just because I'm a nutritionist doesn't mean that I have the perfect diet, which is why I hate what I eat in a day videos. They're never true and they're all hyped up and it's not a good reflection of someone's everyday life. I'm like everyone else. I had popcorn last night because I fancied it. I lived off sugar with my babies and obviously I eat well most of the time. You do, yeah. Um, but it's about balance. And we all did have a bit of a Haribo yeah. indulgence oh my on the shoot. We love a Haribo. Oh my gosh, I like the foamy ones. Although yeah. there's um, there's a new vegan one coming out that I really want to try, which I think looks really good. Nutrition is very personal and everyone's needs will be different. Fact. Absolutely. We're as unique as our personalities is my favourite phrase. I think that's such an important thing that sets you apart because if a company is telling you that they can do the exact same thing for you that they can do for everyone else, then they're not taking you into account as a person. No. I think Meg knows because she's obviously my brand manager and she sees all the deals that were offered and the complexity of even signing off on working with a brand on consultancy basis. There's a lot that goes into it. Vegans must take a vitamin B12 supplement. Fact. Absolutely. Um, No matter what you read on the internet, spirulina is not a source of B12. Um, Fortified foods are not enough. Please make sure that you're having a vegan multi-light nutrition plus or there are other options out there for your B12. When it comes to supplements, more is always better. Fiction, fiction. Like I said, taking too much increases risk of cancer, guys. Please do not over supplement when you do not need to. Supplements can replace a bad diet. Fiction, fiction. Supplements are there to supplement your diet, so to fill any gaps. Um, Eating a poor diet and just taking a supplement in the hope it's going to do something is not the way it works. Yeah, you want to partner with your plate. Yes. Natural supplements are always safe. Fiction. In fact, more alarmingly, um, another interesting fact, the NHS a few years ago... um, said it didn't agree with homeopathy. I can't say, because that right? Have I said it right? Homeopathy? That's it. Um, homeopathic medicines. Um, because we'd seen a huge increase at one point of people turning to natural alternatives to cure things or mm. treat things when there's no data behind them. And that was really sad. So I'm not against all natural remedies. I love a ginger, manuka honey, lemon drink in the winter, you know, all those sorts of things. But please have your detective hat on and don't think it can replace conventional medicine. No, exactly. Okay, well, that brings us to our food for thought. You did it. You did it well. You got 100% on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry, I know we're out of time. So we... Well, we wrap up the episode. Yeah, we wrap up. Now it's time for our food for thought. Okay, well, you get to go first because you're you're interviewing me today. What my food for thought would be. I think that people that are confused, there is answers out there. And the worst thing is to take to Google... Um, because, you know, more information is often not actually helpful. So food for thought would be less is often more and partner with your plates. And when in doubt, eat something healthy instead of just taking a pill for it and message us at Retrition Plus and we can help you. Oh, I love that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The team are always here to help. And I think, um, I guess my food for thought today would be to remember that we said you're unique. I think everyone deserves access to nutritional information that was Mm. I should have said that at the beginning that was my driving reason Um, 
I didn't know any of this before I went to university. And I didn't feel that the media was on my side. I didn't feel that people that were giving out information were there to genuinely help you. I felt mm. like they were there to deceive or con you into spending your money or, you know, embarking upon fad diets. So I guess please remember that if you empower yourself, you can make better informed decisions. And we're always here to help, be it the podcast, you know, my new book coming out soon. Oh my goodness, let me know if you do check that one out. I know the science of nutrition was a huge hit, so I'm hoping this will be helpful too. But we're, we're here to help at Retrition, always. Mm. And it's not what it always seems on social media. There's a lot of work behind the scenes that I think people don't see. Yeah. So Thank you, Ree. That's it. Thanks for having me, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Right, that's it. If you're enjoying Food for Thought, you will love what we have coming up in future episodes, I have no doubt. So if you're not already, you just have to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. So this means you get a little notification bell. I wish I'd known about it earlier. So you don't miss out on the new episode and it comes out every single Monday. We've been doing Mondays since the start of Food for Thought. We're now on series 16. There is a lot of misinformation out there and I really hope that we're continuing to bring you the latest research along with our special guests to ensure that you're just getting the best experience possible. So if you are enjoying our episodes and you're learning lots, then please do leave us a review or get in touch. This will help enormously and ultimately help us reach more people and make sure we're doing the right thing by you and giving you the right information. So if you want to learn more about the best-selling books, the clinic, perhaps you need to book in to see one of our fantastic clinicians or to find out more about Retrition Plus, you can find everything you need to know on retrition.com and you can follow, of course, me on Retrition on all social media platforms. Yes, I'm even on TikTok now, guys. So you can head over there and check it out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.